I like to be timely, so I want I want I want y'all to somebody come in. Somebody just came in. Somebody just came in. Yes. Well, hello. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the uh, 2019. This is the interdenominational worship service. Uh, sort of your church church home away from home. <laughs> so the, 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 the hope, the, the spirit in which this, uh, this, this event was uh, created was to uh, give people a chance to get in some worship uh, since you're not at home. Uh, I don't know if you're kind of like me, you, you, you're gonna miss being at church tomorrow morning. Because we have a good time at we, we have a good time. Uh, we have a wonderful uh, music ministry. Uh, we have a great uh, praise and worship team. Uh, and our pastor, we have a new pastor. He's a younger man. Uh, but he is steeped in the word. Uh, and I enjoy sitting under him. We went, we had a, uh, we had a, a preacher's meeting uh, a few weeks ago and he's going through and he's giving us all these things talking about putting putting together a sermon and talking about different aspects and issues of the church and all and the Bible and I walked away saying the more I learn the more I know I don't know <laughs> so, so you know we can never never, never exhaust God's word. There's always something new, there's always something uh, invigorating that, that comes out of being in God's word. So we just want everybody now just to just to relax uh, and, and, and get your mind into, just even if you just think about what God has meant to you, what God has done for you over all of the years of your life, Think about where you would be if the Lord had not been on your side. Hmm. That, 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 that makes you, takes you back, doesn't it? Yes, it really takes you back. Um, so for and, 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 uh, uh, for a, a scripture reference, one of the things that has been on my mind is, is and I I had a message based on this. I called it, He's Leading Me. But it looks at just the first three verses of the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still water. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Isn't that something to reflect on? He, he leads me. That's, that's, that's one who, that's a, a person who gives themselves over to the leadership and guidance of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. What does I say, Isaiah say about 
all of us. Isaiah said, all we like what? Like sheep have have done what? Gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. But the Lord has laid the iniquity of us all on him. And, and so and so David comes back in, in Psalms and says, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> so David realizes that in and of myself, I'm only a sheep. I'm just like sheep. But I need a shepherd to guide me and lead me and hold me. And, and as I did study on that, he talked, he talked about how shepherds go after that one long sheep and pick him up and hold him in his arms and take him back. Take that one sheep back to the to the flock. Isn't that loving? That's what the Lord does for us. That's what he does. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? All right. I had, I had another preacher who was supposed to come here. He was supposed to do our opening prayer. So I'm going to go ahead and give us an opening prayer. And then, and then uh, Ellen and Joe are going to lead us in song. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Sounds good. Oh, gracious and heavenly Father, how we bless your holy and righteous name. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity just to come and, and, and reflect on who you are and what you've done and what you mean to our lives. Lord, we thank you once again for, for allowing us to see another day. We thank you, Lord, for, for these who come who, who realize who you are and what you've done. Lord, in and of ourselves, we, we are unworthy to, 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 to be in your presence, but yet you even seek us out to offer yourself to us. You sent Jesus to be a sacrifice for us. Your word says you commended your love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So we just thank you, Lord, for giving us access to you, access to, to the tree of life. Now, Lord, as we go forward, we want to just open our hearts to you and, and just ask you to come in and, 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 and grant us your holy presence. Grant us peace, power, and protection. We'll give you all the praise and glory that you do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. <laughs> I went to. The, I'm just gonna come up here and just kind of help right. act like I know what I'm doing. What, what do you want to start out saying? I think we're gonna start out with count your many blessings. Oh yeah. Well, just oh, stay yeah. right there, Joe. You'll you'll be all right. Give me a room. And if you want to come on up here. Okay, come on. Everybody's well, well, 
everybody can join in as, as yes they can. can this is a favorite of everyone we all know count your blessings count your blessings name them one by one count your blessings name the god has done count your blessings name them one by one count your many blessings see what god has Blessed assurance. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his
So we just, we just, we don't want you to lose a step. That's why we, that's why we have this worship. So, and this is just like family. You know, it, there's nothing like going to church with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Isn't that right? Amen. Isn't that right? That, that, that's always good news to be with your brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, the the, the reason that 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 it, it, it's like that, brothers and sisters in Christ, is because if when you accept Christ, you become a part of the family. You've been adopted into the family. It says, to as many as received him, even to them that believed on his name, he gave them the power to become the children of God. 
So what it takes is receiving and believing. And then it says you have power to become the children of God. So all the children are brothers and sisters. We are brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Isn't that good news? Amen. 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 All right. Anybody got one more song? Yeah. Um, there's power in the blood. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> you were talking about power earlier. Yes. 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 All right. Okay. Here we go. And if anybody wants to clap along, feel free to do so. You got it. Okay. All right. There's power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. There's power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power. So I was looking for something that would be beneficial and I, I, I ran into this verse that I wanted to share with us today. It's uh, in uh, one of Paul's epistles in 2 Timothy <coughs> chapter 2 verse 22 <clears throat> and it reads as this, as this way. It says flee uh, the evil desires of youth. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And I want to talk about running in the right direction. Running in the right direction. Versus flee the evil desires of you. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Uh, 
in, in what is considered one of the most embarrassing moments in professional sports history, on October 25th, 1964, against the San Francisco 49ers, Minnesota Viking defensive end Jim Marshall picked up a fumble and ran 66 yards to his own end zone. And, and, and thinking he had scored a touchdown for the Vikings, he threw the ball out of bounds, which resulted in a safety for the 49ers. They got two points. Despite a stellar career, Jim Marshall will always be remembered for running the wrong way and scoring points, y'all remember this, scoring points for the other team. By contrast, I believe that one of the most beautiful races to watch is the 4 by 400 really Beautiful race. This race, in this race, each each team member must run one revolution around the track, 400 meters, at top speed. Uh, there's no pacing. There's no hesitation. No slowing down. You start fast and finish faster. It's a hard race because it's not a really short distance. Not like the, not like the 100 meters where you just run straight down the track. You gotta run one revolution around the whole track and you're expected to run it at full speed. It takes speed, power, strength, stamina, and endurance, in addition to discipline and focus. It also means that you have to trust that, that each team member will be coordinated when the baton is passed so that the team, uh, I mean, each handoff has to be crisp and, and so that the team doesn't lose a step. Because if you lose a step, you know, your, your opponents will catch up with you. In many ways, life is a contrast just like this in these two illustrations that, 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 that we've seen here. In this one verse though, I believe that Paul kind of gives us an idea of these, how, these, how these two life uh, events are distinct. Let me tell you this though, pa Paul is one of my favorite, in track I guess you could say he is my favorite biblical writer. Paul is, he, he's always, he's always leading you somewhere. He, he, he's always building a case. Uh, he, he's always trying to express a point in, in all of his writings. And you, you, you just read, just keep reading, and, and, and you're amazed at, at, at the insight that Paul uh, uh, gives you in his writings. But in this particular passage, which uh, really spans from verse 14 to verse 26, he's trying to uh, uh, warn Timothy against engaging in unnecessary uh, arguments and controversy. But in this one verse, 
he he he, he kind of wants to give him some 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 really uh, good advice. But I think it's helpful for all of us, both young and old. The first point, the first point that I, I want that I see here, he says, run away from sin. Run away from sin. In, 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 in part A, that the, the phrase says, flee. Flee the 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 evil desires of you. Run. Move at a fast pace. Flee. If you only see, I've only seen uh, the word flee in the Bible two more times. One time in the Old Testament and another time in, in uh, first, uh, first Corinthians in the sixth chapter. He says flee. And there's, there's a little urgency about flee. And, but, but, but this next, the next section, evil desires of youth, that kind of sticks out to me. The ease of evil desires of you. That phrase is, is capsulized in other versions uh, as youthful lusts. Now, these lusts, these uh, youthful or, or evil desires of you, uh, suggest strong passions, intense longings, powerful urges that can dominate a person. Most often, uh, lust, we, we know it's usually referred to sexual sin, but in this case, it relates to anything that goes against the will of God. Any passion, any urge, any longing, any evil desire, anything that a person thinks he cannot do without that goes against what God says is permissible. That's what that's what that's what he's talking about here. And Paul says, flee, run, run from from these those kinds of desires. Moving fast, you got to run away from the snare of those evil desires. What I what I what I what I see here in this these youthful. Uh, youthful lusts or evil desires of you, there is a reality. The reality. And the reality is that we all have something that we're dealing with. We all have something that we're wrestling with. No one, no one is exempt. We, we, we talked about what Isaiah said a little, bit, a little earlier, didn't we? Isaiah said, all we, uh, 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 even the best of us, even the best of us, has something that, that we're asking the Lord. We, it, it keeps us clinging to the Lord and saying, Lord, I need you to help me with something. Uh, and the, the thing about it that's real, many of the things that, that some of us still deal with started when we were young. That's why Paul says youthful. Youthful. You know, and, and at that time we thought, oh, I can overcome anything. Nothing. 
no, I, I, I'm, I'm strong. I'm, I'm young. I can do this. I can, I can overcome it all. Uh, or we thought, uh, God knows my heart, and He will forgive me. But I believe the sin and the struggle with sin is the is the great equalizer of mankind. I already quoted that, what, what Isaiah said, that, that, that all we like sheep have gone astray. In, 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 because sin touches all of us, that's, what I, that's why I believe it is the great equalizer of mankind. Nobody, nobody can say that I'm better than you because I don't sin. What does that make what does that make them? If, they tell, if somebody tells you that, that they, they have no sin, the Bible calls them a liar. <laughs> you know? So, so that's, that, we, we know that that's not true because the Bible says all have sinned. So sin is a great equalizer, man. That's reality. That's just reality. And the further reality is that we live in a society today that tries to make right things wrong and wrong things right. And, and see if you agree with me on this one. If you disagree with what the world says, if you take a biblical stance on what we know is right, they say you're intolerant. And don't bring up the name of Jesus. Because you will really take some ridicule, you'll be cast out, uh, uh, called all kind of names, made fun of, and in some cases even mocked. So that is the reality of what we're dealing with today. We're, we're living in a in a society that seemingly promotes sin and calls people who believe in Christ the outcast. Well, that's the reality. What is the result? I would, I would submit to you that if you live that kind of life, if you live a sinful life, it leads to disaster, destruction, and ultimately devastation. It, it, it is a life that is ruined, or is it a life that is full of havoc? Just like in our opening example, when you live that kind of life, you score points for the other team. Because the, the devil wants you to live a raggedy, messed up, ruined life. You may think you're on the right track. You may think you're on the right path. And a lot of people who live that way really do, who discount Jesus. You may think that you have everything under, under control, but destruction and devastation are lurking right around the corner. Ask somebody who's who's discovered, who's changed their lives. Ask them. At some point in their lives, they thought they really had it all together until they met Jesus face to face. Ask ask them what changed, how their lives changed coming in contact with Jesus. No. They didn't have everything. Everything didn't come up roses. But I tell you, there, there was something 
that made a difference in their lives coming to Jesus because of the result. They had to deal with the reality of sin and they found out the result of living that kind of life. So, so if sin is a reality and if destruction is a result, what is the remedy? Well, I would submit to you that the remedy is found in the B part of this verse. And, 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 and our title for that is Run Toward Righteousness. The, the, the verse says, Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Just as in our opening illustration, there are four members of this pursuit. Each is, in, is important to the, to the success of the race. Paul says pursue all of them, starting with righteousness. Righteousness leads to faith, faith leads to love, and love leads to peace. All are important, all have a part to play. Paul says pursue it. Go after it with the intent of overtaking it. Follow it rapidly. You may have to chase it, is what he says. This pursuit it, it is an intentional pursuit. It is a purposeful pursuit. It is a persistent pursuit and must Proceed with dogged determination. You can't stop. You can't turn around. You can't look and see where your opponent is. You've got to pursue it with dogged determination. Righteousness for us today, let's, let's define righteousness today as life's actions that are pleasing to God. We, we, we're going to stay in that, in that frame of mind through the rest of this. Life's actions that are pleasing to God. What you, what you do, where you go, what you say, even what you think. It is a calculated, intentional, purposeful decision to do what is right for no other reason than to please God. When a person decides that he wants to please God, the thought processes change, which in turn influences a person's actions. Those old urges and, and those old desires, they decrease. But if I don't intentionally pursue uh, righteousness, those old urges, you know, they'll run into. They'll catch up with me. And contrary, now watch this, y'all. Contrary to popular belief, God's righteousness is not a personal preference. You know how some people say, what's right for me may not be right for you. And vice versa. What, what's right for you is not right for me. Have you ever heard anybody say that? Yes. But 
The Bible says we cannot determine our own standard for righteousness. Paul puts it this way in, in Philippians 3 and 9. He says that I may be found in Christ, not having a righteousness of my own based on the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. So God's righteousness comes through having faith in Christ. My pursuit of righteousness uh, activates my, my faith. My activated faith is foremost in, in my everyday routine. It helps me to face all of the issues of life. My faith in Christ. <clears throat> so, in my pursuit of righteousness through faith in Christ, my faith grows. It, it's, it's sort of an everyday kind of thing. Every day, I gain more strength. Every day, I gain more power. Every day I gain more endurance because I'm activating my faith. By faith, I'm getting stronger every day. And then, and then remember, watch this. My faith, as my faith grows, it helps me love more. Remember, we're 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 we're. We're, we're pursuing all of these, these four elements here. We got 14 of them. I've got righteousness that leads to faith, and more faith in Christ leads to love. To love right takes a growing faith. True love makes you vulnerable. Somebody doesn't want to hear this part. It takes you out of your comfort zone. Righteousness says it takes love to please God. Faith says I've already loved you so I know and I expect you to do the same. See how they are intricately woven together? Love is a characteristic of God because the Bible says God is Love. That means a lot to me. Since, since, since God is love and I am pursuing uh, righteousness, faith, and love, I want to look like him. I want to do what he does. I want to be like he is. That's hard to do because I'm not him. But it takes me out of my comfort zone. It moves me to a different place. And because I want to please him, to, I want to be in his glory. I want to experience his grace. I want to do his will. I must love 
as he does. Well, what does that look like? What does that look like? Let me ask you a few questions. When is the last time you loved someone that you perceived was unlovable? When is the last time you rendered an act of sacrificial kindness to someone? You didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. When is the last time, this was the heart, when is the last time you were patient with someone? Yeah, that, yeah, ouch. <laughs> I, I, I was, you didn't, if you hadn't said it, I was. When is the last time you had a chance to boast? You could have boasted, but you didn't. When is the last time you endured hardship for someone else, and you kept on loving. When is the last time you loved somebody? You kept on loving them when you disagreed with them. <clears throat> I have a friend, uh, and I consider him my best friend. Uh, I love him like a brother. Sometimes we have some really deep disagreements. <laughs> we we have some deep disagreements, but but but. You know, we've learned that my wife would probably say, "That's because y'all are both stubborn." But <laughs> we've we've learned to agree to disagree, and yeah. that keeps our that keeps our friendship uh, on an even keel. Because, uh, it, it, but but the good thing about it is we do have the grace to say, you know, I looked at that and I found out that you were right. You know, we can go back and forth with that, but, but sometimes we just have some some, <laughs> some disagreements, and 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 that's what that's what you know when you when you're trying to when you're trying to pursue righteousness, it helps you to love in the right way. Pursuing righteousness gives you the ability to love, and 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 then what follows. What follows, when you can love people, what follows is peace. Is, is peace. Now, now, peace has, has several dynamics. Uh, but but where, we, where I'm, I, I, I'm telling you, I got so excited when I started looking around and, and looking at, at peace. And I said, you know, if, if, I, if I read all the verses and shared all the things about peace, I said, we'd never get out of there. So, so let's just deal with, 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 with this dynamic of peace, which, which says uh, uh, having a right relationship with God and living in harmony with me. Having a right relationship with God and living in harmony with men. The Bible says in Romans uh, 12 and 18 that if possible, so far as it depends on you, live at peace with all men. That is a, 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 an exhortation 
to, to try to live at peace with all. It's not always people. I mean, it's, all, it's not always possible. It's not always possible, but that exhortation says you got to do your part to live at peace with everybody. It is an individual effort that, it, that includes everybody. Try to live at peace with folks. And peace has its own direct link to righteousness. See, y'all see how, how I started to get excited about this. If you look at First uh, Peter verses three, uh, no, no, First Peter chapter three verses eleven and twelve, it's almost a direct quote from Psalms. Uh, 34 verses uh, 4 through 6 and it says it says it says let him turn from uh, evil and do good um, and seek peace and pursue it for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ear open unto to, to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Hmm. Hmm. Then watch how watch how Isaiah puts it. He says, he says, Oh that thou had hearkened to my commandments. Then had thy peace been as a river and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. See how, see how he, that, there's that link to peace and righteousness. And then watch this. Psalms 8510 uh, kind of poetically says it like this. It says, it says, mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Hmm. Peace. Peace is one of the fruits of righteousness. So as, as we pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, they are all woven intricately together. It is a worthy pursuit, this, this, this whole conglomeration. It is a holy pursuit. God looks favorably on those who pursue righteousness. And especially when you encompass all of the, 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 the other, these other characteristics. So, and so, 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 he is intent on us having this, this, this pursuit of righteousness. Now, but there's one other thing. There's one other thing that he wants us to do. It says, "Run with the right crowd." The last, the last portion of the verse says, uh, uh, "Along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart." 
So in other words, Paul is saying, find you some people who are going in the same direction as you are. <laughs> now, now a, a pure, a, what, is, what does pure mean right here? Pure suggests that clean, blameless, unstained by guilt. And then when we look at the heart, it is, it is, it is, it is for our purposes today, it is the spiritual center of life. It is the dwelling place for our thoughts, our desires, our longings, our sense of purpose. I'd like to stop and, and deal with each of these, but I, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> our, our sense of purpose, our will, our understanding, and our character. All that's found in the heart. Because, let me put it this way, Jesus said, out of the heart flows the issues of life. Mm -hmm. it, it's not what goes in a person that defiles them. Is what comes out. So you can tell what kind of what's in a person's heart by the way they live, right? You know, people, people, uh, we we say it. Uh, they will show their true colors. You know, just give a person time. And, and people who have a pure heart have a single-minded desire to please God. Paul says that. Uh, Surround yourself with those kind of people. They know that pleasing God through faith in Jesus, that's the way to walk. That's the only way to walk. Jesus said it like this. He who sent me <laughs> is with me. The Father has not left me alone for I do always those things that please him. That's what Jesus said. So the question becomes who do you like to be with? Who do you like to spend time with? Do the people you spend time do you like to spend time with love Jesus? Are they intent on pleasing God? Have they accepted Jesus as their personal Savior? Have they trusted that the Father will always be with them? Do they always want to please Him? And if they want to be with Jesus, don't they want to do what Jesus did? I can only please God through having a relationship with Jesus. See, all of this relates to the finished work of Jesus. All of this relates to the cleansing power of Jesus. All of it relates to what Jesus has done for us to help us in the way of pleasing God. All of this is contingent on whether we decide to flee from the evil, evil desire, to pursue 
to run after, to chase righteousness, faith, love, and peace. And then find people who are doing the same thing, who want to do the same thing. I enjoy running with people who are also running toward Jesus. The point is that we, as believers in Christ, must always be trying to please God. We must always be trying to run toward Jesus. We must always be trying to run in the right direction. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. So I don't know if anybody uh, in here does not have a relationship with Christ, but as a as a minister of God, I always always want to open up the opportunity for someone to know salvation, to know Jesus in a real and personal way. Or if you just if you just have a, a an inkling or want to want to talk about Jesus. I'm always available. That opportunity is always extended. I can only tell you that Jesus has done so much for me in my life. I think about what God has done for me, how he's washed me and kept me in some very, very troubling times, in some hard times. And he's allowed me to have some good times in addition. God is good. <laughs> God, is, God is good. And so that's that's it. That's it, everybody. That's it. That's it. Got a got a got a closing song. Amazing grace, how sweet.